Hi, my name is Ruth Martin and I'm the communications manager for the Shropshire Good Food Partnership. And I've been the project lead on the Shropshire Good Food Trail. And I'm Ed Nell, and together we are going to take you through why the Shropshire Good Food Trail has been such a success and introduce you to some of the businesses that took part. First thing, Ruth. What is the Shropshire Good Food Partnership? The Shropshire Good Food Partnership has been set up through Sustain UK to make sure that we've got a local food system that is good for people, place and planet. So explain to me, how does the food trail work? So the food trail is a collection of over 50 venues across the county that have been brought together really to celebrate all the goodness that is happening in, in Shropshire. So each venue is signed up, which means they're happy for people to come along and um, see what they've got to offer or come to an open day. And people can either go along to the food trail uh, venues individually or they can go, do you know what? I'm going to be in Telford today or Ironbridge. I'm going to see what's around and go to a few of the venues. Or if you want to, you can work your way around the county. We've kind of thought, well, we're launching at the Shrewsbury Food Festival, so we'll get people to start there and then they can work their way around all the way up through Wem and, and Witchurch and Ellesmere um, and then back down to Telford, around then to the bottom of the county uh, with all the nice places in Ludlow, back up through kind of Craven Arms, through the hills and ending in Shropshire, just about in Oswestry. Street with the food festival there so it's really up to people how they want to to take the trail i think the important thing for us is that we get to point out all these little kind of unknown places around the county as well right then let's meet one of the shropshire producers taking part in this year's food trail hi my name's james i run the farm shop and butchery here at fordle farm uh, my job involves looking after everything related to the animals, whether it be coming back as carcasses or producing and processing them to wholesale or turning them into products which we develop in the bakery. Uh, we're located in Market Drayton, so North Shropshire, um, just outside of Market Drayton. Tell us a little bit more generally about the farm. So it's 140 acres um, of organic farmland. Fordall was one of the first organic farms in England. Um, It's been organic for just over 70 years now. We rear cattle, sheep and pigs. We've roughly got 190 cattle, 250 sheep and then 75 pigs, um, which are all free range outdoors. Um, The cattle and sheep are all reared through pasture for life, which means that we only ever feed them the pastures of our farms, which are organic. Um, and then pigs are all glasterol spots in a free range. And how did it all start for you? We are actually the England's first community-owned farm. So back in 2006, um, Ben and Charlotte uh, faced eviction and they raised shares in order to buy the farm so that they could have sustainability for themselves um, for the long term. Brilliant. OK, so let's talk about how it all works with, with local food and why local food for you is so important. The aim for us is to be as sustainable as possible. What we produce here on the farm, um, pork, lamb and beef, everything from this farm at one point or another will head through our butcher's door. The key for us is being as sustainable as possible, um, producing animals that we see in the fields, that we see uh, when they come back as carcasses and then when we sell on to the general public online or in the shop. What can people do to support the local food economy, would you say? Yeah, so as a, as a, a local producer, um, 
I love speaking and chatting to our customers in the shop, also online. The key for me is building that link with, you know, customers and people that want to support farms, producers like ourselves. We can be quite busy on a weekend, but I, you know, love showing people and telling people about the stuff we do. I was born on a farm, um, not this farm, another farm, but I also help out um, lambing time and seeing that transition from, you know, life and seeing all the animals out on the farm. It's wonderful to then see it come through the butchery and know that that animal has had a brilliant life. It's travelled little or few miles in terms of food miles, and I can provide that to the customers and they know, and when they sit down for the Sunday roast, they can enjoy that meal knowing that animal has you know lived a life that has been one of the best which is is really good to be fair i really enjoy it and health wise what would you say are the benefits for us the consumer of of eating good food so you, you know you know where it's been you know what's uh, what's happened to it um for example our, our beef carcasses we hang here um we try and do 21 days if we can we do longer you know that nothing's been put in it. You can see the butchers breaking it down. We've got the ear tags. We've got the passports. You, you can see what, you know, and if you want a nice fatty steak because you want to increase your, your fatty, fatty fatty acids, we can give that, you know, if you want a lean piece of meat because uh, that's what your diet entails and you want to cut up fats, we can also do that. We can recommend stuff. So the, the key for us is we have to sell the carcasses. So in, in winter... We sell lots of beef brisket, uh, lots of lamb breast, but it's a little bit trickier to sell it in the summer when people are having steaks. So we only have, you know, one, two fillets a week to sell um, of beef. So the key for us is to, you know, sell them. And if someone comes in for fillet, we have to provide alternatives. But sometimes those alternatives are the the best ones, which you don't, you know, realise are out there or your different cuts. So it's, it is a bit of a task, which I enjoy. And showing people these, you know, unloved cups and when they come back and they order it again, it's it's something that is really, uh, yeah, really special for me. Let's talk about the food trail then. So, I mean, how's it been for you? The food trail has been really good. A lot of people come in asking questions. Um, we've been doing samples, which obviously people love. Sausage rolls, ham. Um, we've been doing little, little bits of local produce, which people come and supply me with, um, which we've also done samples of, which, you know... It, bringing local people to a, a place where they can get everything all at once is the aim of the game in my eyes and being as local and you know sustainable is is the key and if people want it you know you know where we are time to get a bit more background on how the food trail works ruth how did the businesses become part of the food trail were they selected or did they come to you? It was a real mixture of both. So obviously as the Good Food Partnership, we've been working with a lot of the farmers and growers and things like that over the last uh, couple of years. So so some of those we knew we wanted to include, but then we, we put it out to kind of the wider wider Shropshire business population. And, and lots of people kind of got in touch with us and said, you know, we'd love to be involved. So with this being a trial year, we only had kind of 50 slots uh, available. And obviously, we've got to fit everything actually on the map. So then we went through a bit of a process of just really kind of checking the credentials of companies that we we hadn't worked with before and farms to make sure that they did actually follow the good food movement kind of ethos. But it's been a great way for us to, to really kind of start working with more companies as well. 
Well, let's hear now from one of the companies involved in the Good Food Trail. Hi, I'm Daphne Ducrow. I live in Bishop's Castle and I moved to the UK from Canada and I came here to do a PhD in food policy. After several years researching food policy, I also started a farm. Now I also work at the Shropshire Good Food Partnership. So the Shropshire Good Food Partnership is a community interest company, and the aim of the partnership is to bring together people and organizations, businesses, and also farmers and food producers who believe in the values of good food. And what do we call good food? That's food that is good for people, place, and planet. So sustainably and responsibly produced and and sold. How do you go about creating good food i think for anybody who doesn't know it's one of those where you go so how does that work i don't really get it yeah the food system is something that is a part of our lives every single day in so many different ways but nobody really realizes how complex it is so when we talk about creating good food it really starts it starts before anybody really thinks of it it starts at the seed level and the seed is really the element of of life seeds and water Uh, rain and sunshine, that sort of thing. And what we look at is how to get producers growing something with good seed, producing it responsibly. um, So treating their land with care and respect, building soil, holding carbon um, instead of a really extractive process um, that we've gotten used to. So good food starts with regenerative production so that that builds back the earth Um, and then it is in the hands of um, of hopefully small to medium-sized farmers instead of big corporate uh, corporate constructs which are taking up more and more farmland and leaving few and few fewer and fewer farmers with with jobs what we want to do is get healthy food fewer chemical inputs to more people, more accessibly, more affordably, and to get people preparing it uh, with care and with thought and wasting less of it. So we're looking through the entire food chain from beginning, from from the seed through to waste disposal and and minimizing that, uh, that impact across the line. And how does that fit with the food trail? With the food trail, we get to go to these sustainable responsible producers, uh, these more conscious people in our food system. So Shropshire has a really vibrant community of great producers, makers, sellers, servers, who really believe in the values of good food and good production and, and communicating that to people. Ultimately, a big part of what we do is education and outreach. So to reconnect people with the idea of, of what food is, and that it actually comes from somewhere, not a shop. So we we want to introduce them to their farmer. We want them to meet the people who know what they're doing and who have gleaned years and years and years, decades of knowledge and how to do that properly. Um, they are the experts. And then they communicate with the chefs and the restaurant owners and the shopkeepers who believe in their values. And then that that sort of ripples out to people who buy. Why do you think local food is so important? Well, people have the idea that local food is automatically more sustainable, which isn't always the case. So I think we have to remind people that just because it's local doesn't mean it's really well produced. What we want to do in in Shropshire County is to explain to people that that there are really great standards, there's best practice, and that's what the food partnership is featuring. Um, So those are our members, those are the people who come to us. Local food is important because it reduces our food miles. So that's 
Of course, it's only part of the story, but it shows us uh, what our land can do. It makes us appreciate what our landscape and seasons can provide us with it. So it connects us to, to our culture, to our history and to skills in getting that food, preparing it, enjoying it. It tastes really good. Um, so it hasn't been in a, in a shop, in, in a lorry, on a plane, flown in, um, losing its nutrients as they go. It's not covered in plastic in the same way that retail standards require. So there are so many reasons. And you can connect with the people who do it. Um, you have relationships. You have connections. It becomes a network that, that builds community. Um, so there are so many reasons why local food is important. And that doesn't even speak to you growing it yourself and the skills and the connection that comes from doing that and understanding where your food comes from, um, from, from a life, life cycle stance and, and getting young people involved in it. So there are so many ways, as I say, that food connects to our lives. Um, and, and you can get completely engrossed in that. And what can people do? What can we do as consumers to support the local food economy? It's really convenient to go to the grocery store, but it doesn't take any thought. It doesn't take any planning. It's almost reflexive at this point. We take it for granted that it's there. So what people can do is do a little legwork. Think about who is nearby. Look at the Good Food Trail. Look at the resources that we have on our website. And you can see that you've got farmers nearby. You've got farmers markets. You've got people who produce a range of products. And you can start planning your shop around those people and supporting them. You're supporting your neighbors. You're keeping money in your local economy. Um, and you also get to try some wonderful new things. You might have to adapt your shopping list. You might have to adapt your your movement and the way that you, you know, get to a shop or get to a farm instead. But there's there's a great way that you can connect with local food in your area. So you can select your shops, you can select your farms, uh, you can get involved with an initiative like a CSA and a CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. So it's a model that is sort of being explored more in the UK. And that means that as a buyer, you invest in a farm at the beginning of a season and say, I'm purchasing a share of what you produce. I'm not guaranteed um a certain number of items in a veg box all the time in a standardized way, but you're supporting the farmer at the beginning of the year when they need you most, um, when they're thinking about how much seed they need to buy and how much staffing they need, and they can rely on that income. Um, so people are doing it with veg boxes or meat boxes and different you know, produce boxes. So there are different business models that you can explore and and support. So, I mean, for, for a, from a consumer's point of view, if, if I were looking to buy some good food, what health-wise are the benefits for me? What we've been talking about a lot lately is ultra-processed foods. So reducing ultra-processed foods in our diet and instead focusing on a range of whole foods, mostly plants, and things that you can prepare yourself with, um, with less salt, fat, sugar. Um, so it's really nutri- nutrient-dense and uh, and will nourish you a lot more. How's the food trail been for you? Have you had a chance to experience and discover lots of new producers and growers and and makers across Shropshire? For me, it started at the Shrewsbury Food Festival, where I spent the first couple of days meeting people, talking to people and introducing the concept of the food trail. And the reception was huge. We had so many of our members already at the food festival, which was really great. So I'm hoping that next year we can increase that representation of Shropshire food producers at the Shrewsbury Food Festival. That would be my my great ambition. Uh, what I've seen is more and more producers, makers, servers, sellers approaching us and saying, this is a really interesting initiative. 
I think we missed the boat this year, but can we be on it next year? And so I foresee this growing quite a lot next year. And hopefully we can feature more and more of our existing members, get more members on board in the lead up to that. And we're we're hearing great things from the people who've been on the trail. So looking forward to the Oswald Street Food Festival this weekend. And that's going to close it out and give me a chance to, to talk to more people in that area. I'm in Bishop's Castle. So we've had a number of coordinators working in different regions and they've been pulling together the organizations that they know best. Um, so it's a matter of really traveling around the county and, and learning what's in the different parts of Shropshire. Let's talk about the consumer now. Ruth, why, from a customer's point of view, should they be supporting the Shropshire Good Food Trail? If we spend our money with producers in Shropshire, it really, really helps to boost our local food supply chain. The stronger that is, the stronger we are as having food that everybody can access. So, one, it's kind of supporting the, the local food economy. The other thing is that it actually supports a lot of jobs as well. So by going and and kind of using these venues and using their produce, you're supporting a lot of jobs in the Shropshire economy as well. And then kind of looking at it more from a kind of personal point of view, one, the nutrients that you get from kind of food that is made in, in kind of the Shropshire and not transported lots of places and is is just so much more nutrients rich especially you know some of the organic farms and things like that that are on the trail as well so they are they're just better for you so you're eating better food in some instances it can be cheaper than what you would get in in some shops and you're supporting the local economy and local jobs so i don't i don't think there's any reasons not to really good for us good for the planet good for shropshire excellent exactly. we like that good stuff. <laughs> Time to meet another great Shropshire business that took part in this year's food trail. Hi, my name's Jonathan and I run Haven Hills Field and Kitchen. We're a local market garden near Shifnal, between Shifnal and Telford. And we grow vegetables and then we make ready meals in our kitchen for delivery on a weekly basis to local people. So it's an entirely local business. And we pride ourselves on not using any chemical inputs and so on in our produce or in our food. So tell us, how did it all start for you then? I've been involved in um, food delivery businesses in the past. It uh, just so happens that we live on a, a very small farm here. We've got quite a lot of horses that we uh, have for livery. Uh, so they're not they're not our horses, but we provide a bit of space for them. And they produce quite a lot of manure every year. And we thought, well, a quite a good way to, of using the manure would be to actually uh, grow vegetables. Uh, my wife, Karen, who is also obviously involved in the business, is very interested in, in food nu- nutrition. So between us, we thought up this way of making the process on the farm a little bit more circular by using everything that we produce in, in terms of manure and uh, growing and combining our love of, of good food uh, in an area that isn't particularly well served, uh, local food growing and producing options. Let's talk about that in terms of the local side of this. So why for you is local food so important, do you think? Well, there are a couple of good reasons. One is that people are becoming somewhat detached from the food growing and producing process. So well over 90% of our food is obviously is, is uh, purchased 
I say our food, the you know, the population of the UK, their food is purchased and uh, sourced from supermarkets. And supermarkets in turn purchase from either farms or intermediate suppliers. And so the food chain is quite long. Uh, that, that means that people don't really know, uh, A, where their food comes from, and B, what goes into it. That, that is uh, that's neither good for the people who are consuming it, nor is it good for the farmers who are producing it because they're getting detached. I, th- I think currently something like seven pence in the pound of what is produced on farms goes to the farmer. So 93% of it is lost somewhere down the route, whether it's in profit or middlemen or distribution or transport costs or whatever. So there's there's really not very much um, going back to the farmers and the, there's no there's no real attachment to the uh, to the production process from from uh, from the consumers either. But the second part about being local is that we don't have food miles. You know, we we literally have food yards almost. We're trying to grow entirely locally. Obviously, we have to source certain of our ingredients from further afield, but we really do that on, on the, the sort of minimum basis. And, and locally means inevitably it means seasonal, you know, and that's and that's a very important aspect of, of uh, you know, trying to reduce our carbon footprint and the carbon footprint of the people that consume our products. Yeah, I mean, shortening that food chain, uh, clear benefits, as you just explained. You mentioned that your, your wife, Karen, is very interested in the nutrition side as well. So from the consumer's point of view, what would be their benefit of, of making sure that they buy locally and, and consume locally for produce food? Well, there, there are a couple of ways in which in which the benefits are manifest. One, one, one is that the, the food is fresher. Because the chain is so short, we can pick in the morning and have it with our customers in the afternoon. Uh, and that's and that that's pretty important just from uh, from a nutritional point of view. Food tends to deteriorate over time. The longer you keep it in store, quite often the larger growers have to use additional uh, either chemical or gas processes to keep the food fresh. And it's not you know it might it, it doesn't spoil, but it's not getting nutritionally better. Obviously, we don't use um, we don't use any artificial chemicals in our you know in in either the growing or in the i mean there's there's this real thing at the moment about real food and and uh by real food i I would say uh food that that hasn't been uh processed ultra processed food is 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 a big bad player in this market and and i think the the stats are quite um stark on uh the amount of ultra ultra processed food that our children are eating at the 75 to 85% level in the UK. It's 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 absolutely massive. Sorry, I think I'm getting a 90% or something. 55% ultra food. 55. <laughs> <laughs> that's the food in the supermarket. But that but that's a huge proportion, but with, amongst younger people it's much higher. So it is it is up at the sort of 85% level. Mm. So an ultra processed food is is uh you know, it's food that's that's um, it, it's it's engineered to make it easier for the producer to get the food out there, and it's also engineered to make the food, uh, shall I say, more addictive. Uh, mm. You know, it's it's uh, you know there are there are additions of sugars and fats which are you know and, there, and there's a, there's a there's a a chemistry process involved which is designed to make people buy more. Now uh, that's uh, fine as far as it goes, but that's not what we're 
interested in we're you know and that and that is not going to provide a, a nutritionally good outcome for people so i mean it's pretty clear really wh- why it's so beneficial to buy locally produced food which is really what the food trail is all about to try and promote that so should we talk about i mean h- how has it been for you tell us about your experience of the food trail well we we've uh, been on it for a for a week or so now we we had a little event on the first friday and had a number of people who turned up to have a little tour of the farm here it's not a it's not a big farm we're we're talking about a uh, an acre or so of growing space that we use lecture (laughs) from me i love (laughs) lecturing people and um then a a a cream tea at the end so uh, you know with some freshly baked scones and um and a bit of tea and then we had a a, sat down and had a a discussion about um about what uh, what was going on we're very happy to be on the trail and uh, just allow people to see what we're doing and, and how we're doing it and why it might benefit them. Ruth, it's time for your Shropshire food trail highlight, please. As someone who's a big foodie and loves getting out in nature, how have you been enjoying the food trail this year? I have been on a magical, mystical tour across Shropshire over the last few months working on this project. And I have been blown away by the variety of food that is, is available just on our doorsteps. I think one of my highlights would have to be the Ludlow Farmer's Market, which was just fantastic. I think I could have taken, gotten everything that I needed for my food just in that one space. And it was just full of kind of local producers. So I think that's that's what kind of struck me is just actually how easy it is to be kind of buying this food instead of just going to a supermarket. Not going to lie, did enjoy the port and gingerbread that I got to enjoy in Market Drayton at Beald's Kitchen. That was pretty that was pretty good highlight. Um, I bought some for my, uh, my mother's birthday as well. So I think she enjoyed that. And then also um, some of the farms as well. So Good Pickings, I think, are included as part of Babbins Wood Farm. Uh, but they're doing some amazing, amazing, growing everything that you need, you know, there. And the same with the, the Lane Cottage Farms as well and their salads. So, yeah, so I think those are some of my my highlights from my magical, mystical tour. It's also a lovely experience, isn't it, as well, when, you know, getting to try these foods and discover all these different pieces of produce that are across Shropshire but also speaking to the producers quite often they're the people that you end up buying directly from as well that's a lovely experience as well I guess oh well yeah like one of the um, Ford Hall Farm I've been to a few times over the last few months and you know I get to see the uh, see the little piglets that are kind of running around and and you just see just what a good life that they're having and I think that's why they you know so then the meat is is such a high quality because you get to see see where it's coming from and and hearing as well about the challenges you know there's a lot of challenges at the moment for for farmers and producers and 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 also for the sellers you know and the servers with people not having the same kind of money or um people you know the overheads all going up all these things take kind of electricity and water to to produce so yeah i think it's i've been hearing a lot about the challenges as well 
Time to hear from our final producer before you get to find out about the plans for next year's food trail. My name is Tish Doherty. I'm a producer and I, I make apple juice. My business is called Apple Team. How did it all start for you? Apple Team started probably 10, 11 years ago now. I mean, I'm also manager of the farmer's market in Ludlow. So, uh, and I had these two lovely ladies uh, who used to make apple juice. And they came to see me one day and said that they were going to retire because of um, health purposes, reasons, really. Um, but they'd like to give me a year's notice because that's how it works with apple juice, because you make a year's worth of apple juice in a very short period of time, in a couple of months, and obviously in the autumn, the harvest time. They didn't want to let the market down. Obviously, apple juice, you know, there's not many producers in this past. Well, certainly in Shropshire, and there's more in Herefordshire and Worcestershire. Mm. So they said, if you if you've come across anyone that might be interested in taking it on, you know, come and talk to us and we can come to some arrangement with the orchard and da 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 da. Didn't really think much more of it. Well, I did as far as I need to find someone. Mm. And then, you know, circumstances change and I ended up. I probably eight, nine months later, speaking to him again with regard to it and alongside him, a colleague, uh, well, a friend of a friend who'd also retired from teaching um, that year and was looking for something to do. Um, So the two of us formed Apple Team, which is as in the the River Team, T-E-M-E. And uh, yeah, we we, we created a partnership and, and a business. So this was all a bit of an accident, really. Yeah, it kind of was. I mean, yeah, I've, I moved to Ludlow 20 odd years ago, got involved in the food scene naturally because I'm, I, I'm a, I suppose I'm a foodie and I was managing big projects in the Northwest, you know, multi-million pound, you know, pan-European digital technology projects. I didn't really want to do that anymore. Uh, we moved to Ludlow for a slightly different way of life with our young family, three children. Um and so it kind of just naturally gravitated. And I ended up within a couple of years managing the farmer's market, which doesn't sound much, but actually it's quite a big market and there's a lot of people involved. So, and I embrace that and I, and I love it and I still do it today. So I suppose it all kind of evolved and um, yeah. And then it's kind of like, why not make something? There's nothing more fulfilling than making a, a food product, a food or drink product. It's It's a very different sort of... I don't know, work experience, I suppose, for all those years of sat in front of a computer wearing a suit in an office, you know, to being outside, you know, doing something very physical, which still requires a lot of, you know, know, management skills in some ways. And, and, you know, taking it from raw product to uh, something you put in, you know, you sell into a shop or a cafe or you sell on a market or a food festival, it's it's kind of yeah it's it's a very different experience but incredibly fulfilling in so many ways well with your experience in local food and all the projects that you've worked on you really are the perfect person to ask this next question next question to why is local food so important to you i suppose the chain supply of of local food um creates generates you know that much more income for the local economy in a way in which you know going to a big brand supermarket really doesn't um and I think people don't quite appreciate, you know, if they ruck up at a farmer's market or, um, I don't know, a shop that sells local produce, quite what goes into that product that they're buying. You know, a lot of the ingredients are obviously sourced locally. They often employ people locally to help them produce it. You know, they've employed somebody to come up with the, the label. You know, it's just it's the permutations are enormous. And there, there is a figure for something like every pound you spend on a local product, you generate another ATP within that in, in the local economy. So, yeah, that to me, just 
you know, it's just common sense that that's kind of, if you can do it, if you're in a position to be able to spend that little bit extra on a local produce, because I'm not saying it's always the cheapest option, um, then you're actually, you know, doing something a bit more clever with your spend, I suppose, and, and supporting, you know, what is a rural economy, uh, which Shropshire is very much, you know, part of. And from a consumer's point of view, what would you say is the is the benefit? And we've talked a little bit about the benefit of buying locally, but for consuming good food as well locally. I think certainly uh, as health benefits hugely. Um, any 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 fresh produce that you buy is is going to have a much higher nutritional value associated with it. People that sell uh, fruit and veg on my market, you know, it was picked the day before. Um, I can't even imagine how long ago some of the fruit and veg that you buy in supermarkets have been sat well, not just sat there, but I mean air freighted from, you know, somewhere, you know, South America, you know, um, Spain, you know, even Australia. It's 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 amazing to think that they've come all that far. I haven't been to those places and I've traveled quite a bit in my life. But the fact that, you know, you're eating something, you know, as simple as a you know, a pea or a bean or, you know, some fruit that's travelled, you know, halfway around the world. It's quite crazy to me. Absolutely. Well, this podcast, of course, is all about the food trail. So tell us about your experience of it. Certainly, the map looks super. Ludlow is so busy at the moment with visitors. Um, there was a whole rock of them at the Visitor Information Centre. I do hope, you know, they 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 were picked up and, and used and, and some people got some enjoyment from it. I'm sure they would have done. It's the sort of thing, if I was going on holiday somewhere like Ludlow, I would want to know what's going on in the food scene and if there was a trail on that was, you know, all there on a piece of paper and more information online, perfect. What, you know, what could be better? Let's do a roundup then of this year's food trail. I mean, how would you, I mean, it's the first ever one, which is obviously a big thing in itself, but how how would you sort of look back on it and and what do you think its legacy would be? I really want the legacy to be that more people recognise what they can get on their doorstep. I think we've certainly captured (laughs) the imaginations of more people. I think we knew it was going to be popular, but we didn't realise quite how popular it was going to be. So we're getting emails all the time asking for more maps. And as this is a bit of a pilot year, we're sort of like, okay, well, I think this is going to need to be a bit bigger next year. But I think people seeing what they can get locally, hopefully in the background, we're also doing work on kind of connecting these people together so that we can build up stronger food systems within the region. Um, so this has been kind of really a bit of a public public face of on a lot of the work that we've been doing as a partnership over the last couple of years. But no, it's been magnificent. And every one of our venues has got something really special to give the people of Shropshire. Now, even though year one of the food trail has wrapped and we'd love to see it come back in year two and fingers crossed it will, there is a way to find out more at the moment, isn't there? You can go on the website. Is that right? Yes. So you can go on the trail website, which is www.shropshiregoodfoodtrail.org. That's got a list of the venues who have been part of the trail this year. And also it's got a kind of page where you can register to have your venue on potentially next year. So if people are interested in that. And then if people do want to know more about the work that the Good Food Partnership is doing in Shropshire overall, not just not just the trail, they can visit the uh, 
ShropshireGoodFoodPartnership.org and they can find out all about the work we're doing with Nature Connection, food systems, land stewardship, growing local seed banks. Oh, it's all it's all going on. Mm-hmm.